Welcome to the Dragon Way podcast, where we showcase the culture of MSUM Dragons football through the lens of those who lived it while they played and how they're living it today. I'm Wade, I'm your host, and I like vetoes. For those of you who don't know what the Dragon Way is, simply it's four things Dragon football focuses on to create men of character. You do what's right, you find a way, you be a great teammate, and you keep getting better. That's the Dragon Way. Here to talk about their experience playing for Dragon football and living the Dragon Way today is, you know, in my opinion, the, the epitome of the entire Dragon Way and his time playing um, is J.P. Mortensen. J.P., thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Wade. And, you know, that was high praise right there. <laughs> A little bit about me. I uh, started in uh, 13, and I played all the way up to uh, 18 here. So, so, no, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here and talk a little bit about uh, MSU and football and the culture that they built. Right on, man. Well, like I said, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't say more about having you on, and uh, you know, I'm 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 pumped for people to kind of hear your story and, yeah. and and how this is is affected your career as a player and how it's how it is um, affecting your life today. So, while we're on that topic, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everyone kind of where you're at, what you're doing right now, and yeah. and just you know how your summer's kind of been. Yeah, no, I'd love to tell you about this. So I'll start back when I graduated in 2018. So I graduated December 18, right when I finished my red cert senior year. And, you know, huge thanks to Steve Lockway, who did a tremendous job writing a reference for me to get into Creighton to go get my MBA. And some other people that did it was Steve Duchette did a tremendous job. He was an intern of mine, right? I interned with him at Dakota Business Lending. And then Mark Anderson was the other one. So, you know, huge thanks to them. They were ones that got me into creating an MBA program right out of undergrad, which you don't see that very often. And when I was down here, it was the first couple months after the first semester, everything was going well, Wade. So I was, you know, I was already like, all right, let's start my career. Like I'm going to be able to get my MBA. I think I can actually balance getting my MBA and working full time. So I wanted to get in the financial services industry. And I didn't know if I, at the time, I wanted to do investments, be a financial advisor. I really didn't know what I was wanting to do. So I was just LinkedIn messaging all these people in Omaha, like pretty much anywhere in the world to get started. And one of them that ended up responding to me, he's my boss now, Ron Carson, the CEO and founder of Carson Group. And people don't know the name. He's actually one, considered one of the top, if not the top financial advisor in the industry. He's like, and this isn't my comparison. I've been told this. He's like the LeBron James. He's like the Michael Jordan in the industry. And when I was getting started with him, he, he actually responded. He was like, well, I think we have a role that might be good for you. So he took me through the, you know, the process of being hired, the whole HR process. And when that was done, him and I, we actually went out to eat with each other, like, which is crazy. Like someone of that stature is going out to eat with someone that's in undergrad. For some reason, he just went out to eat with me. 
And we ended up talking a lot of what, you know, MSUM culture was about the leadership, how that shaped me for where, where I am today. And, you know, like what I want to do next. And one of the cool things about that is we talked about leadership, reading leadership books and the MSUM culture. And he said, you know what, you should read two books. This was Friday night at about seven o'clock. He said, read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and a book that he wrote, uh, Sustainable Edge. And what I did, it was yeah, three and a half years ago. That night when we got done, Wade, I got done and I listened to Think and Grow Rich, which is an 11 hour listen. I got done at around 4 a.m. And after that, uh, I read Sustainable Edge. So he didn't tell me a timeline when to read it. And I had 20, 30 pages of notes on, you know, what I read, what I listened to. And I called him in the morning and he ended up hiring me. <laughs> so I've been at Carson now for a little over three years. We have 25 or 250 different stakeholders. We just had a brand new building. And my role now is I got a couple of different promotions, but my role now is associate vice president of mergers and acquisitions. So really what that is, is just a fancy title for me working with our 120 plus partners on being able to buy a book of business. So that's what I've been doing now. I do have my MBA. I got it over a year and a half ago now. So I've just been working there uh, full time now down in Omaha. Right. Wow. Jeez, man. That is, uh, you know, anyone, anyone who knows JP knows that there, you know, there is zero surprise. Uh, that you <laughs> listened to that book through the night, had the notes and were ready, and you weren't gonna, you weren't gonna miss the opportunity oh. after meeting, you know, someone who, in the business world, I mean, I shoot, you're comparing them to two of the greatest basketball players of all time. I mean, you can't yeah. really go wrong if you're in some goat talk here. So, oh, it, was, it was crazy. And credit to him, like I didn't know it at the time that I was meeting with someone with that stature. I was just like, oh yeah, sweet, I'm meeting with someone that wants to hire me. But no, I didn't know until. I really got in the industry, really knew it. Like he was a person of that stature. Right. So, you know, I was, you know, really fortunate to be able to get that, that job. And, you know, fortune plays a lot into it. And then there's also the, the work ethic that goes on. Like if I didn't read that book, probably chances are it's like, ah, just another kid that talks about leadership and doesn't do anything about it with, uh, you know, working hard. No doubt. No doubt. All right, man. Well, shoot. Let's, uh, Let's rewind it back here, go a little bit here, throw it back a little bit. So first question I wanted to ask you today, um, you know, what were you looking for in a football program when you started the recruiting process? Yeah. And uh, as you know, some of the listeners might not notice my recruiting process was a lot different than a lot of the other people. I wasn't one of the people that, you know, I didn't have a single offer on, I could post on Twitter. I didn't have anyone that was interested in me. So really what I was looking for when, I was being recruited was I really wanted to just play football. I wanted to prove there wasn't many people that believed I could play college football. My parents were on a couple of coaches, maybe a couple of friends, but I really just wanted to prove to everyone, prove people that didn't believe I could play football that, you know, like I actually could. I was a four-year starter for a nine man, but a lot of my junior, senior year, I was hurt. So a lot of people, you know, look past me, like the major recruited me for a bit. And they were just like, he's way too hurt. So only two programs wanted me. And they're perennial one in 10 teams at the time. It was Minnesota Crookston <laughs> and it was MSU. And I, I really, you know, it was to me a gut decision. 
to you know become a recruited walk-on by MSU. I I didn't really know it at the time, but you know it was one of the best decisions of my life there uh, to be able to go there. All right. So how did Dragon Football, how did Dragon Football meet those expectations? Yep. And then where did they exceed those expectations? Yeah. So I'm going to back up now because I'm sure a lot of the listeners, they're like, who's this JP Mortensen guy? I've never heard of him. He said he's at MSU for five years. So I'm going to back up a little bit on, you know, my playing path, if that's all right with you, Wade. Absolutely. All right, so I came in there. It was the first year is 2013 at Redshirt. We were four and seven. At the time, I, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know, but in reality, looking back now and even looking back when I was playing, I was the low man at the total pole. I was definitely like probably should have been cut after the first couple of weeks. I remember at like some of the nine routes, I was beat like and people that should not beat me on nine routes. And this is when we were four and seven. After that, my red shirt freshman, my red shirt freshman year, yeah, we went four and seven again. And I didn't travel there for any of the games. And that was really when we were at the point in the program where everyone traveled. Absolutely everyone traveled. There was three or four people that didn't travel. I was one of them at that time who, you know, didn't travel, only traveled one game, and that was when we played Bemidji State at Bemidji State. And that was the last away game of the year. There was my redshirt sophomore year. I, you know, right away, I didn't travel. I thought I was going to travel. I ended up not traveling and for the first two or three games when we were playing the South, and then I traveled the rest of the way. Then my junior year, I played all special teams and, you know, I backed up a little bit, played in a little bit of those games, but barely in a few games. And then my senior year was I had mono wasn't our best year year prior we was seven and four. Then we went five and six, my senior year. And, you know, I had mono, I was going to play more and I'm not playing, you know, we're starting to have some younger guys play, which was good. And I actually played then instead of you know backing up or anything i went on and i played a scout team running back which was you know one of some of the highlights right there for me <laughs> playing scout team running back like it was so fun to be able to like i hadn't had in like the four years i didn't play like much contact there but i was actually able to have contact like hitting everything like that so that's for people they don't know my story like that's probably why you haven't seen me on the playing field like i barely rarely played i was a a special teams guy most of my career or even like you know I like to tell people now I was a water boy for MSUM <laughs> so you're so now you know long-winded question to what was some of my expectations what succeeded my expectation so going back to like where people like think of where I was I was low man told ball one thing that really sticks out to me now and I'm told a lot by this and you know I hope you guys still do this is the first week I was there, every single coach knew my first name. Every single coach had an idea of what town I was from. It was actually, it was like, I didn't think of it then, but thinking now, like, that's so cool. Like, I've talked to numerous guys that played D1. I mean, those guys that were even on starters, star scholarship, their coach just called them by their number. They didn't have any 
idea who their name was like there was a real care factor there and that was something beyond anything that exceeded my expectation one thing also and i'm so thankful that i ended up choosing msum over crookston for this is the weekly leadership classes that were, were taught the and what that really helped me do over anything and especially you know you think about your nine-man football player you kind of think you're hot shit in reality you're not and those leadership classes they taught you a lot about life after but really at the time they taught me instead of thinking about i it's all about me everything's about me it's all about the, the we and the team and i thought you know that was something that i didn't when i came to msum i wasn't expecting that but that exceeded my expectations, taught me so much uh, about everything too. And it's, it's exceeded my expectation by, by a ton by doing that. No doubt. No doubt. So kind of a little, little question off of that. Uh, you know, what, in your opinion, what's different about Dragon Football? The thing that's different and in reality, 99.9% of everyone that plays D2 football, there's not gonna be a life after D2 football. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but reality, what they're doing, and it's so easy to look back now, four years later, is they're really teaching you to succeed in life. Like that's something that's bar none above everything that I said, that's so different. And there's such a high correlation between, you know, football, college football, and the business life. Like uh, the correlation is uncanny. And I think that's something that MSUM does better than any other uh, conference out there, any school out there. No doubt, I couldn't say it better myself. So what, what part of the Dragon football culture and the Dragon way connected with you the most? Yeah, and there's a story that Lockway told. It was my freshman year and for some reason, it's clicked with me. It's always clicked with me. And it's taught me a lot about life rules. And do you remember, if you remember this story, Wade? It, oh, yeah. Uh, instead of uh, the, the Bill Walton and the Swen Nader story. <laughs> so for the people that don't know this story, Swen Nader was a recruiter. He was recruited by John Wooden to go play for UCLA when the height of all those championships. And when he was recruited, he was actually told, you're never going to play here. You will never play here. All you're going to do is you're, you're going to be a backup. But you want to know what you have to do? You're going to be playing against the best center in the entire league in Bill Walton. And your only job is to make him better every single day. And that's what he did. And like for some reason, that was one of the things that really resonated with me. And Swin Nader ended up playing 12 years in the NBA after that. And he was one of the guys that really filled his role and taught me a lot about roles in life. And, and, and so, so yeah, that's something that it's always resonated with me. It's always stayed with me as, you know, just one of those stories that, you know, you hear at the right time and it really clicks with you. So that's one that I thought has just been a tremendous story that, that Lockway told. No doubt that. That one, that one's for sure in my top five as well. Oh, yeah. It, it's just tremendous. And you know, another thing, and this is huge on just being able to have 
a why in life. If you're not having a why, it's, it's pretty much like you're coasting through life. So I thought, you know, they did a tremendous job at really teaching me your why. And my why's changed over along this time. But, but you know, they did a nice job of teaching. And then another thing is you were there. It was uh, for Abe's wedding, like the lifelong friendships that you're creating their way. It was phenomenal. Just like I had seen those guys in two years and you can just see them and all of a sudden like talk to them like you've talked to them the last four years and when they're in college. It was so like, that's something like, you know, so thankful for those four and a half years there. No doubt. No doubt. So how have you applied what you learned while in the Dragon football program to your life today? Yeah. And there is one thing, you know, it's the, the do what's right. And every year I sit down, I looked at, you know, the goals that I've set for the year. Uh, I'll do it in December. I'll reflect on my goals that I've set, see if they're on track, see how they're going. And then I'll set my goals for the next year. And one of my long-term goals that, you know, I used to have prior to this year, it was to be like Barron's 40 under 40, one of the top people in the industry. And one of the things I did is I ended up changing that actually, because you want to know why that's a lot of my ego was talking. A lot of my ego was like, I want to be the best. I, I, I. And in reality, what I changed it to, it was do my part to make this industry better. And for the people that don't know that this industry, the financial services industry is the second least trusted industry out there. And there's a lot to do with, if you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street, like that has a lot to do with it. It's getting a lot better where, you know, it's not commissions anymore. But my goal now is more so to do my part to make this industry more trusted and to help people. So that's that's where my vision is. So the, the do what's right and then the keep getting better. And, you know, really to do that is, you know, keep getting better, keep getting better every little day. And one of the ways, you know, you can do that is through education. So I'm working now on getting my certified financial plan to continue to help on the industry and make it more trusted. Because that's one of the problems in the industry is just people aren't taught well enough. Right, right. So how did you change from before Dragon Football to now because of that experience? Uh, before Dragon Football, you know, I, I never had a why. I, I really never had a why. And I didn't know what work ethic was. I didn't know, you know, what it's like to wake up every morning at four. I didn't know what it's like to have to spend all, you know, training camp, all spring ball, waking up at four, 23 degrees weather. And if you don't have a why, you're going to quit. Like, trust me, if you're not thinking of quitting when it's 10 degrees out, 4 a.m., you're getting zero reps, you're certified insane person. <laughs> it goes through everyone's mind, but you have to have your why. You have to really goes back to, hey, what matters? And to me, you know, it was, this is, I always thought this playing football with all your friends is easy. There's going to be a lot of aspects in life that are a lot harder. There's going to be marriage. There's going to be work. That's a lot harder in life. So football to me was just always easy. And, you know, that's something that it taught me uh, throughout life. And I, I still live by, you know, that lesson there, right, that I learned. Sure. All right, JP. Uh, 
you know, we're going to wrap this up. Um, you know, I just, I just want to take the time to, uh, thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing your story. And, you know, I, I know there is tons and tons of guys that played, you know, from 2013 to 2018, that if you talk about the dragon way and, and if we all had to take a straw poll and we were told to put down the one player that we thought represented the dragon way and, and, and who was that guy, you know, I, I guarantee you would win by a landslide. I just do, you know, you were the guy who like, like, like you mentioned, you, you came, you came and worked your tail off every day. You, you gave, you came and gave everyone the best look you could. You competed your butt off. You made guys better. You took on that Swen Nader personality, um, that role, you know, and, and yeah, your name might not have showed up in the box score week in and week out, you know, that is what it is, but, but to have someone in the program that took the culture and, and made it better. And, and you, you got that passed along to guys who did play and were there with those guys. And, and when they thought they were down, you know, you picked them back up, that type of stuff. I mean, man, you know, the list could go on and on and on. And I could, I could probably waste good 15 minutes to a half hour talking about, you know, those types of things and how, what you did was, was straight up, um, that's irreplaceable in, in a program. And, and when you get guys like yourself in a program, you know, that, that you, you guys, that, that's the type of guys an unsung hero, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. you know, I know, I know I'm, I, I mean it from being a former teammate to you were still had a couple of years in the program when I started my coaching career to, you know, someone like coach Lockway, you know, who's been there obviously the entire time. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of appreciation. Um, and uh, I was really glad I was able to get you on and, and, and talk about it. So well, I really appreciate that. And, you know, thank you for having me on, but I can't take any of that credit. All I did was just, I just bought into the culture to be honest with you and I didn't resist. So that's, I can't take the credit for that. <laughs> I just bought in. <laughs> no doubt. All right, man. Well, you take care and, and, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. You can listen to the Dragon Way podcast on Apple, Spotify, and of course at msumdragons.com and the MSUM Dragons app. If you believe like I do that something great is happening at Dragon Football, please subscribe, hit that subscribe button and share the show. Until next time, do what's right, find a way, be a great teammate and keep getting better. That's the Dragon Way. Thanks for listening and go Dragons. Go Dragons.